day, everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of Stock Talk. This is actually episode 17. And uh, my name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And uh, today, I basically want to talk a little bit about investment ideologies. Now, one of the things you hear about when people embark on uh, their financial journey is and they start working with uh, an advisor or a confidant or a broker is the whole concept you hear about of uh, creating an investment plan or a financial plan, which is pretty much, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like a business plan uh, that kind of maps out a roadmap of essentially where you want to go, where what goals you want to accomplish with your uh, financial, uh, financially, what goals you want to accomplish in terms of your personal life, retirement, going to school, sending your kids to school, buying a house those type things and uh, usually an investment plan kind of tells you gives you that roadmap uh, roadmap in terms of what you're gonna need how much you're gonna need uh, the timelines you're gonna have with your life and uh, also what kind of investment vehicles you're gonna use to uh, to get to those goals and that that's pretty much what a traditional investment plan is and they're all good the one thing that ha that's a problem with it is there they is, is the moment the ink dries on those things they pretty much become worthless because the reality is, uh, it assumes a lot of investment plans assume that you know your life is going to be currently the way it is right now is the way it's going to be 20 years from now, and a lot of times it's not. Life gets in the way, and uh, circumstances happen, and so a lot of times that investment plan kind of gathers dust uh, quickly. What I think is actually more important is uh, is to come up with with more of an investment instead of an investment plan, which is good in terms of identifying goals. But what's really important is more having more of an ideology, an investment ideology in terms of how you're going to get to those goals. How are you going to make and what kind of decisions are you going to make <clears throat> on a day-to-day -day basis, year-to-year -year basis with respect to how you invest your money to, to build wealth, to create wealth so that you can meet those goals that you've identified in your investment plan. And so <clears throat> I find that having an investment ideology is way more important than having that investment plan because investment ideology, your ideology, your, your value system of how you're going to make decisions, your decision-making framework is much more stickier. It's going to be there. It's going to remain with you thick and thin uh, in good times, in a booming economy, in a booming stock market, as well as in a, in a, in a, in a weak, you know, bear market. And that usually, when you look at like people who are really successful at investing, that's one of the common things is they have an ideology of how they're going to go about creating wealth. They have an ideology in terms of how they're going to make de investment decisions, and they stick to it. And it's not—they don't deviate from that ideology. It is in, embedded in their in their DNA, and it, it's pretty much how they go about making those decisions. And so, in terms of like what an investment ideology is, it can be anything. There's there's no such one way to have an ideology. It really comes down to what you're comfortable with. Like for example, I know I've worked with people in the past who basically make investment decisions uh, really on a personal level. Like they, they, like they go about uh, buying bank stocks, they'll actually go to the annual shareholder meeting and actually just listen to what the senior executives in the company are talking about. And it's really almost like a trust factor. And she would go, literally after the meeting, she would always ask questions of senior management at a meeting. She'd always ask a question. And depending on the response, she would get sort of, it's sort of the, she would judge their body language on how they would respond. She would judge the content of their answers, whether they're just lying or just, you know, being truthfully honest. And she would make investment decisions based on it. And I thought I find it really fascinating, but that's like an ideology that, and she's been quite successful at it. And that's the incredible part. She's made some really great decisions. 
That's an ideology. Another type of ideology is involves uh, you know if you believe in, in, in you know reading charts and getting technical kind of uh, using technical indicators to formulate your decision making. That's an ideology. These are all they're all reasonable and, and a lot of times you'll have camps of people saying you know this one is better than the other. There's no like and this is what I've learned in 20 years of doing this stuff. There's no fine uh, right or wrong way to invest. There's all there's good and bad in every type of ideology and, and strategy. So I'll bring this down to me. My value system and my ideology, uh, and I wrote a blog about this. Actually, uh, I posted it earlier this week, and it's basically my one word. I've taken my basic investment ideology and I've summarized it in one word. And really, my ideology involves around quality. Every investment decision that I make really involves buying and selling um, high-quality assets, high-quality investments. And the reason I believe that as a core is because. In the long term, quality investments, quality stocks, owning stocks of quality companies, owning very good quality uh, passively traded ETFs are really the best way for me personally to, to make better, I, I make better investment, a way for me to make better investment decisions. One of the things about quality though, when you're looking at a quality investment, is it's very subjective. Like I, you can put a BMW in front of me, the latest and greatest BMW, and your interpretation of quality, of whether that's a quality car, it's gonna differentiate from my interpretation of it. But quality is very subjective. The other thing, a great thing about investing in quality assets and quality stocks and investment vehicles is that, like anything else, they can fall, they can crash. But the great thing about in holding quality investments, which is a key thing, is that they tend to bounce back better. They tend to hold their value a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> key component, because one of the core components of investing is that we want to enjoy growth in good times, but in times when the market's weak, we want to, uh, we want to preserve our capital. And hold, as long as you're holding what you feel are high-quality investments, those are, those are capitals, those are investments that are going to retain their value or preserve capital a lot more effectively than just ordering or owning, you know, XYZ. The other fall drawback, I guess, of holding a quality asset is they tend to be a little bit more pricier. So as much as you may want to look for uh, stocks that are cheaper or trading at a discount to their intrinsic value, sometimes quality stocks don't trade at a discount. Sometimes they trade a little bit more of their premium. But at the flip side, you're, you're paying for a certain level of comfort, security, and insurance, knowing that these companies are going to be a little bit more resistant to shocks in the future. But it's a trade-off. What's your risk conference? What's your ideology? And for me, my ideology is I'd rather sleep at night. And it involves about sleeping better at night. And so if I know that my portfolio is, full of, is, is chock full of good, well-run, um, quality investments, then that's a good thing. So basically, in terms of my, you know, my, I basically said, like, my ideology is about owning quality. Well, what does that mean? Well, for me personally, a quality investment is involves a company. When I'm and I'm looking here from an individual stock perspective, uh, a quality investment, a quality stock is involves a company that has a dominant position in its in its industry. It is a best of breed uh, company in its in its industry in its sector. Um, they have the ability to to have pricing power. They can set prices without you know drastic issues with competition. Um, they have really strong balance sheets. They're, they have very little debt, but they can self-generate cash flow internally, which they can use to finance their projects and, and grow further and grow organically. And more fundamentally, they can generate returns on capital that are greater than the cost of capital. They create tangible economic profit. They create tangible wealth. And so my investment ideology is looking for, is trying to identify those. That's what I do all the time, is I try to identify these really well-run, well-managed companies 
and I try to find them and try to buy them when they're trading at a discount. Or in the case of you know a quality investment, I just said they may trade at a premium. Sometimes I might just have to like bite my tongue and just maybe pay a little bit extra for it because I know that the business is a good is a good is a well-run, well-managed business, and it will generate tangible wealth over a long period of time. Whoops, that's my thing. I forgot my stand today, so I'm a little bit, a little bit off there. So <clears throat> that's all I really wanted to share with you. Really, is, uh, is when you're making uh, as much as you're, if you're starting out investing, or if you've been investing for like 10, 15 years, and you're struggling a little bit and trying to figure out where to start, and you know why am I not improving? Well, one of the things that is important is really developing. Um, is developing this ideology, developing a bit of a value system of what you deem and what you feel are uh, decisions that are going to help you generate more wealth in your portfolio and to help you get to answering the objectives that you wanted, that you formulated in your investment plan. So, um, as much as it's important that your advisor is going to talk about investment plans and financial plans, it's important really to have to develop that ideology. And that's one of the things I do with, with with people that I work with is I help them try to frame their own investment ideology because that is really what's going to keep stick with you thick and thin and that's what's ultimately going to um, really separate you um, from being a run-of-the-mill kind of investor to somebody who's going to get some uh, outstanding performance. That's all I wanted to share with you today. It's something I really feel important about. It's something I, I really uh, I try to emphasize quite a bit when I work with people so I thought I'd share it with you guys. Um, that's about it. If you have any questions, you want to talk about some specific uh, investing concepts, dilemmas that you're facing, I'd be more than happy to speak out to them. Uh, you can just hit me an email through my website, uh, www.sageinvestors.ca. Or you can uh, hit me on Twitter. I'm on there all the time, babbling about uh, market events of the moment, of the day, of the hour, and my own uh, investment decisions. You can hit me at uh, hashtag, I mean, hashtag, my handle is at, at sageinvestors. So give me a direct message me and well uh, I can uh, more than more than happy to try and respond so that's been another edition of uh, stock talk uh, again my name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors and uh, we'll catch you again another time all right take care mm -hmm.